happy, happy Monday. And if it's a Monday, it means it's Mindset Monday. Are you ready for it? We are going to talk about something that hit me as I was reading this morning in Acts. Just isn't it amazing how you could be reading a whole chapter and there's just maybe one small verse, one sentence, one word that jumps out at you because that's where the Lord has you and you realize, oh my goodness gracious, like Yes. And that's what we're talking about today. We are going to set our mind on the splendor of our God. And I don't know where or what mountain you're sitting at the base of, or maybe in the middle of, and you're so frustrated and you're just like, oh my goodness, here's my plan. Here's what I'm going to do. And, or you're, you're not really even seeing how it's possible. That's what we're going to not even just talk about today, but this week's episodes, we're going to touch on this a bit, and I hope you are here for it. And I know that if this is what I need to hear, then there's at least one other woman out there who needs it too. So let's get started. Grab a piece of paper if you want, open up your Bible and follow along. We're going to start in Acts chapter 26. Hey, Kingdom Builder, welcome to the Growth Against the Grain podcast. Are you struggling to find balance between what Jesus wants for you and your big business goals? Do you find yourself up late at night, overwhelmed by the goals and growth you long for while also lacking the confidence to get there? Do you wake up with big, ambitious dreams only to feel frustrated that you're not promoting and afraid you'll fail when another team member quits and you miss that promotion again? Hey. I'm Michelle. I too was tired of being in the same place year after year. I too felt frustrated and wished to build the business of my dreams. I wanted to honor the Lord, level up, and see my team succeeding. But I kept telling myself, the products are too expensive, or no one wants to join me, or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Does that sound familiar? Until I realized that all the growth and success was nothing if God wasn't my first priority. In this podcast, you'll find network marketing business tips, biblical mindset encouragement, and a little mama motivation sprinkled in from time to time, all so that you'll see the growth and success through God's eyes first. Let's partner together, grow against the grain of this world, and find that balance you've been craving. Friend, go grab your Bible, notebook, and that coffee that's been beeping at you from the microwave. Let's get ready to grow against the grain. As I said in the intro, have you ever had it where you're reading through the Bible and there's just something that jumps out at you and somebody else could be reading the exact same thing and read right past it, but for whatever reason, it is so meaningful to you and where you are in your life. So let me just give you a little background on what's going on. So if you're following along in your Bible, open up to Acts chapter 26. And what caught me just like a double take. I had to come back and underline it. And if you don't write in your Bible, do it. I think it's so amazing. Total side note there. But at, um, Acts chapter 26 verse Eight. This is what it says. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Okay, little backstory here. So Paul has been brought before King Agrippa on charges that the Jews have called against him. The Jews, as you know, if you're familiar with this story, are out to get Paul. Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees, to which Paul talks about even before he gets to the point, like he he knows the law. He persecuted Christians. Like he gets it. And the Jews are so 
angry and upset that he is he's talking about this savior. They don't even understand. They think uh, Jesus was a man who caused some trouble and they don't they don't even get it. So what's happening at this time is Paul has kind of been passed around like there is no ruler, no Roman uh, governor or you know leader who wants to be the one who goes against the Jews. So it's kind of this massive game of hot potatoes. So he's been put in prison. And even Felix, the governor of, I think he's the governor of Caesarea, even says like, there's nothing worthy of being killed over here, but I want to appease the Jews. So we're just going to keep him in prison. But he has a ton of liberties. Like he's allowed to have people come to him. I'm pretty sure he's writing to the different churches at this time. So it's kind of like white collar prison, you know, like when uh, Martha Stewart was in jail, you know, it's kind of like the Ritz Carlton of prison. Like he's allowed to do all these things. Um, He's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to defy them. So but Felix retires and rather than, you know, absolving Paul and letting him go. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to pass you on to Festus, who is now the new governor. And Paul waits all of like three days and says, hey, you know, hey, uh, Governor Festus, I'm over here. I would, you know, I'd like to quick chat about what's going on here. Like I'm wrongfully imprisoned. Let's see what we can do here. And so Festus is like, sure, you know, I'll hear what you have to say. So Paul pleads his case and Festus is like, oh, okay. So, um, do you want to go up to Jerusalem and, you know, be tried on your charges there? And Paul, Paul's like, uh, so I'm in front of Caesar's tribunal. Y'all should really be able to make a determination, but you know, Hey, if I've done something worthy of death, I'm not going to fight you on it. But if you can't hear my case, then I appeal to Caesar and Festus is like, yes, awesome music to my ears. I don't want to be the bad guy. So you want Caesar, you're going to get Caesar. So he goes before Caesar, who is King Agrippa at this time. And Paul's like, hey, you know what? Thank you so much. I consider myself fortunate that I get to be before King Agrippa and make my defense. He's like, you are aware of our laws. And let me just remind you a little bit. Like, I am a Pharisee of Pharisees. Like, I know the law. And that's where he's talking and and telling King Agrippa. And that's where he comes to this point. And you realize, too, the Romans have gods, like multiple gods. They even have a god to the unknown god. Like they are covering their butt in every possible way. And they just, they like that makes sense to them. But Paul says, why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? And what I love about this and what the Lord like opened my eyes to me is he's like, hey, Michelle, why do you think it's impossible for me to do the impossible? I'm like, oh, right. Where are you in your business? Where are you sitting and you're like, oh, my goodness, this I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, God, I know that you are capable of all things. I mean, you raised your son from the dead. You are capable. But it's that but that gets us in trouble. And when we go to Psalm 96, we see that the psalmist is saying, and we talked about this, um, I feel like the other day, but we talked about how we can worship in his splendor and that declare his glory among the nations. Like, 
our God is good and he is capable and able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think, right? That is who our God is. And why is it, you know, we've got Paul here saying, why is it so hard for you to believe that that God raises the dead. Friend, my encouragement to you and my reminder to you is get your mindset right on what our God is capable of doing. He raised his son from the dead. He can make whatever seemingly impossible obstacle is in front of you possible. The biggest thing though, he's going to do it his way to magnify him, to glorify him. And here's what's really cool is this is a bit of a theme through the rest of the episodes this week. So stay tuned because if you find yourself at the bottom of a mountain or right smack dab in the middle and going, oh my goodness gracious, how is this going to work out? Well, our God raised his son from the dead. And beyond that, it's because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have eternal hope. And if you have not committed your life to Christ, why not? What are you waiting for? Because over anything, yes, I want your business to succeed and I want you to do well and I want you to be profitable and all of those things. But if you are profitable and have a successful business, but you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that is not winning, my friend. Recognizing who Jesus Christ is and the power that he has to save your soul is paramount over any decision. Dear Gracious Father, I just come before you today and I just am so grateful that you are God and I am not. That you are all powerful and you have the power to raise your son from the dead. You have the power to make things happen in our businesses, in our families, in our marriages, in our children, in our lives. Whatever we have in front of us, you have the power to do what needs to be done. We need to submit to you and recognize that you're not asking for our suggestions and the ways in which we think that it would work out the best. You want us to lay all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our troubles before you. Thank you, Father, that you are a good and merciful God. Your steadfast love endures. Go before each woman woman and show her what it is that you are pointing out to her that she is not trusting you in. Lord, and help her to give that over to you. Thank you, Father, in your son's name. Amen. Hey, before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's episode, would you pop over to iTunes to Growth Against the Grain and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of other mamas just like you, learning to align their audacious goals with what God has for them, then join us at bit.ly slash Christian Mindset Support or click on the link below. There's always room for one more. Can't wait to see you over there.